podcast. Good evening, guys. Live, 8 o'clock UK time, 2 p.m. Eastern, Central, Chicago time. So I'm Johnny Shield detailing. Tonight we have got the episode with Jason Ottenus from Chicago Auto Pros. This is going to be streaming live tonight on Phil Miranda's channel and Johnny Shield Detailing channel. And we've got Specky and Paul from Specky and Paul Talk Detailing. We've got Jason and Phil in the wings. So before we get into the show, this show is sponsored by none only than Honey Combination USA. Honey Combination are a machine polishing pads coming soon to the USA market. So let's get on with the show. Thanks a lot, Jason, for joining us. How are you, mate? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you. I'm You're excited. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. What have you been up to, mate? How's things going? Good. I just got back from Costa Rica yesterday, um, so I'm fresh and uh, ready for a new week. Awesome, buddy. Awesome. So have you been doing some training? Yeah, we went out to Costa Rica. We did a couple trainings out there, which was really cool. I uh, got to go to San Jose, which is a rather new uh, city for detailing. It, I mean, it just popped up probably about five years ago where, you know, detailers started detailing. Not a lot of shops out there yet. So we had the opportunity to go out there with G-Technic and do some training. So we had 25 trainees out there with uh, shops or working for shops. And it was a just a great time to kind of just teach other people in, in different countries. It was a really cool opportunity. Awesome, buddy. Awesome. Uh, listen, thanks a lot for joining the uh, joining the podcast, mate. You've been someone I've been following for a long time. Uh, well, I say a long time. I've only been in the industry for two years. That'd be two <laughs> years. Two years. I jumped in this industry since COVID. So I'm a hairdresser, okay. I'm a hairdresser by trade. And uh, I was super cool to reach out to you about the beard video you done, actually. Yes. So I was like, I was like, how dare you cross over into <laughs> <laughs> I crossed over to yours, but I just want to ask you, Christy, about that beard video, just quickly. Is um, that was really impressive, mate? Do you know how hard it is for clients to do their, ho- their own beard? And uh, you actually nailed that spot on. Absolutely nailed it, piece by piece, bit by bit. You've done a really good job, mate. So I was like, that was a really good video. Um, Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. So um, one of the reasons why I wanted to love to get you on is because I. Uh, I've been watching your channel for a while, very very inspirational, really appeals to everything I do about what I like to detail about. I love to train, I love to educate. I've been a detailing, uh, hairdressing trainer now for 20 years, love to teach, love to pass on the knowledge. And your energy when it comes to your YouTube channel just speaks to me in volumes about how I want to be as a detailer and how I want to pass on what I do in hairdressing now into detailing. So it's something that I'd love to talk to you about because it's really, really interesting. Um, there's a lot of stuff you've done with the, with the podcast you've done before when you sat around a table asking a guy about if he's got taking notes about the business. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. That was a fantastic show. It was really informative for someone like myself just getting into the industry. But there was a lot of similarities to the hairdressing business model. And it's been fascinating when you were talking. I was fascinated by that and how you actually um, – it was like word for word, bit for bit. And it's something that we – I, I don't – our industry in hairdressing has been around for such a long time that it's progressed for so long. And for me, coming into the detail industry, I've seen this market just completely open up now since COVID. Uh, a lot of people joined it. Um, can you just talk to me a little bit about the beginning? Obviously, how you got into detailing and how you, you know how you started and stuff. Because uh, obviously, it's been a progression. I remember the sort of the, I even you know the Domino's pizza runs. Oh, you work for a pizza company, is that right? Uh, I have. I worked for Papa John's for a little bit as a delivery driver. <laughs> yeah. So, um, talk to me a bit about the beginning and how you got into the uh, into the into the detailing into the detailing market. Um, well, I got into detailing when I was um, I think it was 19 years old. I was working in a restaurant. I was also working at a car wash at the same time, just you know holding down two jobs. And at the car wash, uh, obviously they did detailing and everything. And I was a sales guy there. Uh, really didn't know much about it. It was just another job for me. Um, and one of my friends just asked me to, do, hey, bring my car. Will you wash it? Will you detail it? And I went and back and, and did a, a quick detail, a vacuum. And, and my manager was showing me how to like do wax and all this other stuff. And I thought it was kind of cool. And, and so I did his car. And then I had another friend ask. And it just kind of snowballed from there to where it was like, uh, hey, I kind of like doing this. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, I had people asking me to do it. And, um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I was looking for something to do in life. I was kind of just floating around. And I was like, 
you know what? I could do a mobile detailing business. I could go to the people's uh, houses and their office buildings and, and I could, you know, collect money and, and get paid to do this. This would be cool. So it kind of hit me. It was, it hit me really hard actually that uh, uh, I was like, I could, I could do this. This is, this is, this could be a business of mine. And sure. um, it, it just, from there, it just, you know, it took off. You know, I got a van I started uh, detailing cars. I was just driving around. I was in Atlanta. I was in a band at the same time. So it was a really cool gig where I'd be able to just detail when I was in town. And, and then I could practice and, and go play shows when I wanted to. So I didn't really have to, uh, you know, have a full-time job. We, a lot of my bandmates worked in the restaurant industry. So we worked at nights and we'd always, you know, come back from tour and, and have to find new jobs and, and whatnot. So um, it just it just really worked well. Awesome. Awesome. It, it, I mean, like I say, some things just fall upon you sometimes. You, you know, when, like when I was at school, you just I just didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And sometimes you fall into something. And uh, I think sometimes detailing, you know, if you've got an eye for, for artwork, you know, for, for an artistic mind or a creative mind, I think it sort of appeals to all those kind of things, isn't it? And I think nobody yeah. really knows what they want to be when they grow up. I didn't know I was going to be into detailing at the right. age of forty. At the age of forty. <laughs> Two years ago, I would never know I'll be sat here now doing this. It's just absolutely insane, and I think that's that's the kind of uh, kind of journey that we all go on when it comes to detail. And we all come together now as like a group, and uh, it's been great to get like the USA and the UK kind of podcast on this session to talk about these kind of different things. Yeah, oh. I think a lot of people get hooked in real quick because it's it's about passion. You know, when you yeah. find something you're passionate about and you're good at, you just you want to do more of it. You know, it's like a drug. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, listen. Absolutely. We're we all all five of us on here are definitely addicted to this to this industry, and uh, it's just just such a fascinating place to be right now. Um, Paul, how you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm I'm very very well. Yeah. Good evening to everybody. Um, I have some I have some questions uh, for Jason. Um, obviously we had COVID for the last couple of years, which has been a nightmare for most people in any industry. Um, what challenge what challenges can you see ahead? over the next year obviously with the conflict that's going on at the moment which we probably really shouldn't talk about but can you yeah. see any challenges your business is, is going to face economically um with covid and everything uh by the way paul very nice to meet you <laughs> thank you nice I to meet you oh thanks <laughs> that means a lot that does yeah um yeah, COVID has been uh, challenging. As far as like the detailing business actually goes, it's actually been good for our business. And and from what I've heard from a lot of other, uh, you know, shop owners, is that the it's been an increase in business. Like I don't know if people have more time. Like they're not spending as much yeah. money going out to to restaurants or whatnot, and and maybe they're spending a little more time at home on YouTube, and and they're you know getting into cars more, and they they're finding out about ceramic coatings and paint protection film. But we've had an influx um, throughout the entire pandemic, and it really hasn't stopped. And 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 for us now, I mean, you know, we had a big uh, hill to climb for COVID over the last uh, you know whatever four or five months, but now it's on a downturn they just uh recently in chicago here just released all these restrictions we don't have to wear masks anymore uh used to be when you had to go to uh, chicago you had to have your vaccine to go in restaurants they took everything off there so in the last week here it just seems like opening up and and maybe we can get back to uh, some sort of normalcy with uh, being able to see people's faces again when they walk in um you know i have we haven't been heavy with the the mandates here at our own shop um, we've kind of given it to, you know, up, uh, it's a, up to the guys, you know, whether you want to wear a mask, you know, we encouraged a lot of the guys to get vaccines. Um, I think that's important just to be safe, but, uh, it was one of those things that, you know what, bad shit happens and we're going to do the best we can here to get past it, but I'm not going to let that change my life. I'm not going to let it change my business. No, good. Um, so we were just go full force. Let's just figure it out. And, and I've talked to guys too, who, uh, you know, there's a lot of shit that's going on. There's always going to be shit that's going on in the world, but, um, I'm not going to make a, you know, I'm going to keep on going forward with what I know how to do. And I'm going to try not to let the outside world affect that. Uh, I've talked to a couple guys who wanted to expand. They wanted to get bigger shops, but with everything going on, they, they kind of put that off on hold. I'm like, you know what? You never know what's going to go on in the future. You just don't know what's going to happen. The, oh, you can't control that stuff. All you can control corner, is yourself. Yeah. And and if you believe in yourself and you have this dream and this vision, just go for it. Don't be worried about what's going to happen out there because you can't stop it. You can't control it. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, 
I think COVID was a was a big surprise to everyone when it just jumped out the blue, and I think a lot of biv- a lot of businesses had to pivot, a lot of businesses had to think on their feet. But I do think you know there's a lot there was a lot of good that came from it as well, and a sort of from my perspective, with um, you know before before uh, the world was moving too fast for me, my mental health was suffering a lot, and you know the industry came to me and I just literally washed my name. This this is how fluke it is. I washed my neighbor's car on lockdown and literally ended up where I am today in two years. It's bonkers. But you must have seen probably more influx of people since COVID. I know golf as well as a sport has had a lot of rush to people to play it because it's one of the safest sports to play. Um business wise, has there been a lot more opportunities for people to come into the business now? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of, of, of detailers coming into this industry and I think it maybe it put people in perspective a little bit to figure out what's important for them. And, um, you know, a lot of business owners that I see in this industry that have came in or not a lot, but a handful of people have come from other industries that were just weren't happy. You know, maybe they're in the corporate world or doing something, um, you know, they went to school for, but it just wasn't fulfilling. And even mm-hmm. if it's, if they're not going to make as not enough, you know, as much money as they were doing in their professional career, they want something that they can enjoy doing. And I think you, you've seen a little shift of uh, perspective in people saying, you know what? Uh, I only got one life to live and I'm going to enjoy it. And I, uh, I like cleaning sure. cars. <laughs> I like detailing. So sure. uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that. People's priorities have definitely changed. And uh got to welcome in the other co-host tonight, Mr. Specky McSporran. Love the big man Specky up there from the, uh... how you doing Specky? You all right, mate? From the what? What were you going to say? You were going to say that. <laughs> he's got he's got a nice suntan from the snow. <laughs> can, can I just jump in very Go very on, quickly mate. before Go my amazing it. my amazing host? Go can on, you mate. put some water on that plant in the corner because it's dying? <laughs> <laughs> Sharp. First of all, <laughs> this is this is this is um, Specky's new little uh, new abode, mate. This is is this, this, uh, is, this is my new office, stuff. and that is a Christmas decoration that still hasn't been put away. All right, okay. I'm telling you, <laughs> you, you Mister Mister Miyagi would have sacked you for that. <laughs> so that is shocking. <laughs> Take it down. Absolutely. Up, right. You knew you knew any opportunity he was going to get to dig you out. You knew <laughs> when I, I was holding off a little bit because I knew he was writing words down in front of him, ready to go. This is this is what I have to deal with every two weeks. Whenever we record the podcast, this is the kind of thing I have to deal with. The only difference is I'm I'm thankful we don't look at each other when we're doing the podcast. So this is a weird one. Love and now he's pointing things out like this. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that one, so I'm going to have to remember for next time. Um, yes, right. So good evening. Yes. Uh, Jason, question for you. And I, I think this one speaks to the diversity of the business here is that you not only have the detailing business, but you also have the uh, car supplies warehouse website. Uh, so you are not just providing the services, you are providing the products available for people to try all this at home. Um, how has the relationship between the the YouTube and the the business side of things, not not just the the sales, but you know, the, doing the detailing and so on. How have they worked together for you? Have you seen much of a an impact from putting out a video uh, versus then transitioning or translating to more sales of a product, for example? I'll put it in a perspective for you that uh, I think of our company as a media company first, and then Lucky a detailing well. company, and then a uh, a product sales company so it, it runs everything uh, i could i could say there is a very high percentage of people that come into our shop and the first thing that they say is i'm here because of your videos you know i saw a video right and now i want my car done there is a direct relationship and we've seen it very early on when we started youtube where we you know we did a video on a 50th anniversary camaro had the customer in did the entire car. We did a nice interview with the customer uh, about what we were doing. And then that week, you know, it was five, six other Camaros in uh, scheduled uh, for the same services. So it is wow. a, a very big correlation when we do a video and, and uh, we, we, you know, we hit it right away where, Hey, this is holy crap, this is working. And that's why we've done, 
you know, how to protect your Tesla. Anytime a new car comes out, uh, the Rivian just came out. We did a video right away. So yeah. uh, it's very important for us for any time a new car comes out, the new hot car, uh, we're doing a video of it right away. That's interesting because, you know, I, uh, many people who are in your position might have started with the detailing first. We're a detailing business first, then we've transitioned into sales. Now we're making videos uh, similar to uh, our good friend, Alan Medcraft. You know, we yeah. started as a detailer and then transitioned. And, and you, you're you now looking to see that you're, it's the media first, which drives everything else. And I think that's really quite a distinction because I don't think there are many that have gone that direction. There's many of us who do the detailing thing. But to say that you're now a media company first is really quite a surprise. But it's it, it clearly works. It's a formula that yeah, you've yeah. developed and it really is paying dividends. Yeah, absolutely. It drives everything that we do with the sales, the training side of it now. I mean, and obviously it took a little while to build up, but I still think it's important for anybody out there to be doing some sort of media, you know, in our business classes, we, we teach this. Um, you have to, you have to set yourself apart from, from other people in your local area and you have to be that expert. And if you're not going to be doing media, whether it's social media, uh, Facebook, or just posting pictures or whatnot, somebody is, is some, is going to do that in your area. Um, and they're going to be the expert. They're going to be the ones building the trust, um, in your area for the, the go-to detailer. Yeah. And I think it, it's actually a, an interesting point because in the chat running down the side of the screen here, someone says not just two minutes ago, just booked a client that saw a TikTok I did. So that that really is a, a thing, it, it, probably a bigger deal than, than we care to think about because, for example, Paul and I don't do this for money. This is a, you know, we do the podcast and we do the detailing as a, as a hobby more than anything else. So yeah, we yeah. started creating the content, not cleaning the cars. And you've gone the other way around and, and this has become a bigger deal for you. That really, really is interesting. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, I think uh, when anybody's getting an, a new car, uh, an enthusiast car, and that's what we cater to is enthusiast, they're excited to get their new car. And yeah. they're going to research everything possible about their new car. They're on YouTube looking at, you know, the specs, how fast does it go, uh, tours of the inside, you know, what's, what's wrong with it. And then they come up on a video of oh, how to maintain the car, how to protect mm -hmm. the car. Holy crap. I, didn't, I never oh, rock chips. I never knew anything, you know, they didn't know about ceramic coating. They didn't know about paint protection film. And, and that's really where we've seen a lot of success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's so much value in it. I mean, when I first started uh, hairdressing back in 2002, Facebook came out in 2007 and all my, all the guys that I work with in my salon were absolutely lambasting me for going onto Facebook and posting all my pictures up. I mean, I was literally like every haircut, everything I did, they were like, what are you doing? You're such a show off, always putting your stuff up on Facebook. <laughs> Who the hell are you? What are you doing? All that sort of stuff. And I was just like, just so in love with what I did, you know? And what, what restricted me a little bit was the fact that I had so much, I was so nervous to do this, to do the talking to camera. I did everything behind pictures. And obviously Facebook was, was what it was back then, but it was what made me such a big fish in a small pond back in the day when I was in my small area that I reached out to all those, all that community that I was, I was dealing with through Facebook and everything I started to do became a Johnny haircut. And then obviously got touted by London, went into London, worked for London, become educational manager for the top sellers in London, blah, 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 celebrity hairdresser, kind of that sort of stuff. And that was the kind of stuff that sort of led on from there because it gave me a route into the into the into the industry, and yeah. this is the sort of things you you know these simultaneous things that you're talking about on your channel. That when I w listen to you, what I just nod. I'm like, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And it, yeah. and that's the thing. In, in two years, what I've done in this industry is kind of like almost because I already had that experience from my previous yep. industry. So how people go? How have you managed to? Oh, it's not that like I've managed to do anything. I just love what I do. I just love. I just love this that's industry. Awesome. I just love yeah. this industry. It's this industry is giving me back my mental health. It's two years ago, I suffered with a thing called agoraphobia. Where I can't go more than two miles from my house. I still can't, but I'm happy in my in my surroundings. The COVID thing happened, and it literally got me in a situation where everyone was doing what I've been doing for like 14 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, hello, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining me on what I've always done. But it's so funny that 
like I said to you, having that platform and social media just brings people together. And but people underestimate, like Gary Vee talks about it a lot with TikTok and talk about these kind of stuff, like the guy in the comment section said. I think it is now. I think you have to really, from a business perspective, really focus now. Drive yourself. I know what Phil does. We're going to bring Phil in in a second. Um, about what Phil does day in, day out, week in, week out on his channel. And by the way, how how Phil gets his his uh, videos out so quickly on a day-to-day basis is insane. But I just want to bring Phil in and say, uh, Oi, oi, Phil. How are you doing, mate? What's so this, you were, you were, how are you, buddy? You good? I was just hanging up in the top corner there with the subscribe button. Listen, mate, I'm not, I'm, not being, I'm not being funny, <laughs> but you, um, you have to like, say the... Hey, guys. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> mate there's always about saving the best till last you know that right <clears throat> phil has yeah. got to be one of the nicest people in detailing i don't know about, I don't know about anybody else but if there was a vote for the nicest guy in detailing phil has to be right up there at the top right good Come guy on, award man. definitely i gets mean it. it's the good guy award so uh <laughs> listen mate um go on Phil. What, what you got to ask jason yeah so jason my man what's up dude so um Talking about paint protection, ceramic coatings, you know, that's that's a, a big question that I know we all get, you know, on our channels when we do training. People are always interested in ceramic coatings. That's the natural progression that all the detailers mostly will, will go through eventually. So, but I want to ask you, um, you know, where do you see ceramic coatings going in the next five plus years? Do you see more companies developing them, more people wanting them? them getting better and better where, where do you see ceramic coatings going in the next couple of years wow that's a good question um where do i see it i'm not I, I can't predict the future so i don't know but um what i've seen now i mean there's so many coating brands out there um <laughs> and and i've seen just and that's why i like testing them i want to see that um I think I see paint protection film going a little farther than than ceramic coatings. Uh, I would like to see the price come down on film. Um, I think that would help uh, uh, consumers to uh, more consumers to actually install it on their car. Um, it is expensive uh, to to apply versus like a ceramic coating doing it on a, on a full car. Um, I like film better. I think there's better physical protection there. Um, I mean, I, I I love coatings too. Uh, for what they are, but I see coatings. Um, I see the professional coating line. I I I feel like there's going to be a, a difference, but not a big difference between the professional line and consumer grade coatings, right? Um, I think they're going to close the gap. Um, right now, there are a lot of professional grade coatings uh, are higher concentrated SiO2 in, in the product, but I see uh, those entry level coatings probably catching up. I see probably uh, a company out there. Um, and, and you can take my words, I guess, uh, you know, with the professional line coding, uh, for everybody that you don't need to be a, an accredited installer for, you don't have to go through the hoops and jumps and, and all this other stuff to actually get, you know, the top ceramic coating. Um, so I see that being a thing here soon. Um, but I think, uh, I think more people are going to adapt to ceramic coating. I think the more it's, it's, I always say like, if you ever get window tint, and drive around for a while, and then you rent a car or some, something or go into somebody else's car and you don't have window tint, you're like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you have window tint on your car? <laughs> I yeah. think the same thing yeah. is like for ceramic coatings. I'd love to get more people. I think if you've ever put a ceramic coating in your car and wash your own car, you, you know what it is. You're like, that's awesome. And you never want to wash your car again without some sort of protection on it. Um, you can also look at some of these spray ceramic coatings that they're come out, coming out with. I don't necessarily like the way that they're marketed. You know, I see a lot of people, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to ceramic coat your car. And then they pull out a bottle of F11, um, you know, and I don't like that in the industry. And I'd like to see that somehow separated. But uh, I think ceramic coatings are great. And I think the more people that use them, uh, they're really going to see the benefits and, and I think they're just going to get better and better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I definitely see a lot of our customers um, contacting us and that's going to be 90% of our calls are people wanting ceramic coatings. And it seems like most of them are doing the research and I just answer a couple of questions, you know, and um, kind of uh, get rid of those other fears yeah. or, or doubts that they may have about them. Uh, but yeah, I like, you know, I know that 
I know that they have a couple coatings out there that are claiming self-healing and stuff. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I've tested a couple of them and, and self-healing is, you know, when you hear that as a consumer, even that, you know, it's scratch resistant or it's self-healing that when you hear that in your head, you, you have a, you know, you, you, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's going to heal itself. Any scratches are going to heal itself, but it's not true. Um, and, and there is some sort of truth to the self-healing, but it's, it's very minimal. And I would love to see that expand and get better and, and, uh, you know, who knows, um, yeah. that, that would be very, very interesting. I, I, want, I wonder, uh, how long the self-healing attributes would last, you know, as right. well. That's, that is kind of that's very interesting. Phil, just a quick question to you, mate. What, what where do you think it's going? Where do you think it's going to go back, back question back to you? Where, where yeah, do you think it's going to go? Actually, I, I agree with Jason thinking that they're going to close that gap between professional coatings because the, the consumer ones are getting better and better. Um, and, you know, even though we're credited with G-Technic and we might even go with g as well, because I, I do like to uh, install the pro ones if people want that. But we honestly don't get a lot of requests for that. They usually, they get a brand new car. They keep their car for just a few years and trade it back in, get something new. So two years, maybe three to five years is the majority of our customers. That's that's what they want. They hear nine years and they're like, I'm not going to have a car that long. And they don't care, which is fine with me because yeah. Yeah, sure. they'll get a new car within a couple of years, come back and get it recoded. And, and they're, it's more business for us. Anyway, yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I do see that. I do see that happening. We install more two and three to five year coatings more than anything else. Yeah, definitely. I think I think moving on to the next topic, I think one of the things I'm interested about talking to Jason about is uh, is the legislation in the business is when it comes to the whole in, as as a, as a whole. We obviously know that I just picked up a couple of buckets, went out of my neighbor's driveway, and started washing his car. We all know we talk about this quite a lot in detailing. There's lots of different detailers out there, from the enthusiast to the weekend warrior to the professional. We have snobbery at the highest level of the top detailer saying you're not allowed to get a bucket out and wash a car with one bucket. We know we know what we document all as creators when it comes to the industry on this kind of thing. Jason, what do you think needs to be done in the industry when it comes to these kind of topics? Do you think we do need a government body or do we need do we think we need to get into an educational system where someone oversees it? Like over here we have an MVQ system. Do we think we just do we need to protect the industry from certain situations? What Obviously, ceramic coatings is something that people argue about doing them outside, doing them indoors, certain environments. There's lots of topics of conversation which makes this the best industry because it's all about yeah. opinions. So what what do you think of that? Is it something you've even thought about? Not really. Um, maybe a little bit. Do we need something? I, I don't know. You know, it's the great thing about the industry that you can get into it for like, you know, you yeah. can go buy a bucket and a, a, some soap, even if it is gone. <laughs> yeah. And you you can start your business. And I, I there's plenty of people I've started that way. You know, there's plenty of mistakes yeah. that, that you make when you get in. And I think that's the cool part about it is that you can, you can just enter it. And, yeah. and I've always said, like, if you want to start something, if you want to do anything, just get it started. Don't worry about being perfect at it. Don't be worried yes. about being good. Absolutely. It'll you will uh, evolve with time and get better and and graduate and do that stuff. And um, so I like the fact that you can just get into this and it's given a lot of people opportunity and 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 dreams. That's what happened to me. I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like I don't know anything about it, but I have this dream now, and um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see what I can do with it. And uh, I think I started with a, a couple thousand dollars, uh, not even of my money. You know, so. I like it, but um, I like, I mean, education is very important. Like if you're going to, if you want to go anywhere and that's, what's great about this, right? Like if, if you don't improve, if you don't educate yourself, you're probably not going to go far in the business and you'll probably end up not making any money and have to do something else. So it's really up to you. If you want to educate yourself and you want to um, be more professional um, and gain more customers and be able to charge these prices, like you, you have to be able to evolve as a person, as in a company, you know, so um, it's up to you how far you want to take it. But education is, is the key to um, building a business and, and being successful. I definitely don't think we'd have our channels if it was just elitist. <laughs> you know, I mean, as you well know, with your business is the uh, Chicago, you know, the warehouse. Um, 
80-20, isn't it? 80-20 is, you know, 20% of us are professionals that are buying from from trade. You know, we're the traders, we're the 20%. But most of the revenue comes in from people who want to do it themselves. Absolutely. You know, Paul doing his channel, Specky doing his channel, Miranda, myself. My stuff's going to be more to do more on educational stuff, more how-to, a bit like, you know, like you do, you've done the, the polishing videos, you've done lots of different pieces. I think it's, I think, you know, I've learned all of my skills from YouTube. That's it. That's it. You know, and practice. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I, I did one thing where I went and studied in a unit for nine months for no pay, for no pay. I went to work yeah. for nine months for no pay so I could study the art of just polishing, machine polishing. I was doing cars. Day in, day out. I mean, I worked a nine to five hairdresser and then I was going to detailing and learning how to polish like a child. I was getting up at seven in the morning because I couldn't wait to get there to polish this Porsche. And I was leaving at two in the two in the morning. And it was it, I never knew I had it in me to work that hard, by the way. And it does just show how much you love when you do when you do what you love, you don't get tired. And actually, when you don't do something you don't like, it's amazing that it has a mental effect on you and you actually don't want to do that stuff and I think you know for myself I still hairdress now and those kind of things but yeah it's, it's, it was an interesting conversation because it's topics of conversation that we obviously create as creators on our channels for the audience about these kind of topics isn't it about you know do we need this do we need that and I just wanted what, what, what your opinion on that was uh, and I think yeah absolutely I echo it with uh, otherwise we wouldn't have a channel <laughs> right. if, we, you know what I mean? if it was all about MVQ. Can I just say um, that um, you know you say you do what you love and you'll never tire of it, but I love doing the podcast and I really tire yeah. of Paul sometimes. Yeah, honestly, he hears quite well for ninety. Honestly, <laughs> I'm fifty. I'm fifty-one Saturday. I have you know. Oh yeah, we just uh, we have to sing Happy Birthday at the end. No. no. <laughs> just before just before you jump just before you jump in, Paul, I just want to just say hello to the to the audience here. Like, thanks for staying and staying involved in this conversation. We really appreciate it. And if you stay for the last fifteen minutes, we're going to do a little Q and A with Jason. So you guys get your questions in in the comment section, please. Adam to Jason because we want the last last fifteen minutes for you guys to okay. ask Jason what you want to ask him. So Paul, jump in. Okay, so I've got a question for Jason. So. I still do what I do because I love it. I love the filming aspect of what I do. And I do cars on the side. This isn't my main job. I'm a track welder. I've been in the welding industry for 30 years now. Um, so I do it because I still love the process. What part of detailing, Jason, do you still find you get the biggest kick from? Is it the, when you hand a car over to a customer or is it still the process and the hands-on process even though you've got like a large shop and all that, and obviously got guys mm -hmm. working for you, which which bit do you still find you get the biggest kick from? That's awesome. Um, yeah, because I don't do much detailing on a day to day basis anymore. Um, you know, when it comes to like, I'll talk about this. Like, machine polishing is is so boring to me. I cannot stand doing it. <laughs> um, you know, like my hands hurt, my fingers hurt, my arms hurt. Like, if I'm polishing for more than four hours in a row, like, forget about it. I'm done. Um, I really enjoy the interiors. I love cleaning and interiors and vacuuming. I know that's not uh, what most detailers like doing, but I just enjoy cleaning up the interiors and all the little bits and cracks and crevices and the seats and pulling. It's like a surprise every time you, you know, pull a seat apart or lift something up. You're like, ah, <laughs> you know, so I enjoy doing that. I mean, but as far as business goes, I, I, I came in this, into this business as a technician. I enjoyed detailing as a whole. Uh, I started as a mobile detailer down in Atlanta and I loved doing it outside, just being there, even though it was a pain in the ass to set up uh, tents and a water reclaim uh, system and everything. I enjoyed being out there. It was freeing to do that. And then now that we got into the shop, um, I enjoy the business part of it. So, you know, I've, I've transformed into a, a, an entrepreneur, a business owner from being a technician. Um, I enjoy the people aspect of it uh, a lot more than I did a few years ago. Um, and now I enjoy 
bringing up these new detailers and being able to teach the guys and seeing them uh, find something that they like doing and having that passion. And, and really, it's part of our definition of success as a company right now is to be able to build our employees up to something that they could maybe have their own Chicago Water Pros or start their own business or something. So that's really important mm-hmm. for us uh, to see our employees happy and enjoy what they're doing and building it. Um, it's part of why I continue to uh, build the, the the company and build the media part of it and build the car supplies warehouse. And we have a new business coming called the Bays at Car Supplies Warehouse. And it's just, it's fun to uh, be able to give opportunities to people that may not have had a chance. Uh, we always talk about our, our one of our uh, best guys, his name is Emmanuel. We call him E-Man. He's a PPF installer now. He started with us uh, eight, nine years ago as a young kid, um, you know, 21 years old. Wow. And he started off in the in the wash bay washing cars for us. And and as we grew, like we didn't do window tinting at the time. He was a detailer for a while. And and we had an opportunity to uh, start adding uh, services to our business. And we added window tint. And he was one of the first ones to stand up and said, yeah, I'll try it. Let's do it. And, and he started window tinting and he moved up to PPF and, and now he's running our entire film department, uh, for our two, for the two shop locations. And, um, and he's, he's continuing, he's, he's got this hunger and, and growth and he just wants to keep on going. He's like, what next? What can I do now? What can I do now? Yeah, just keep on moving. That. And it's, uh, it's special. It's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. They've got the passion, haven't they? That's great. You've got more. Yeah. But one thing I've found that's so different, it, it doesn't apply to everybody in the UK, but. Americans are, are, are less cynical than Brits. The, the British British people are, can be quite cynical and a bit sort of <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, slightly. You know, it, it, it's just the way <laughs> British people are. We always look on the on the dark side of things, you know. And I think if you're a positive person, you're going to do positive things. And if you can surround, always surround yourself with positive people, is a good thing as well. So. I think obviously yeah. your passion shines through, and it, it, you know you deserve every success. But that's one thing I think British people can take away from the American detailing scene is the positivity. Yes, it doesn't always. In fact, it never. We never have any sunshine. Everybody knows that in Great Britain we get two weeks of summer, and that's it. It finishes. Just goes grey again. Well, maybe um, that's why you guys are so angry. <laughs> yes. I'm always. I'm always angry. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're never happier unless we're complaining about the weather. So there you go. There's two, there's two things are the main topics of conversation where I live. I live on a very small island. There's 9,000 people here. There's two things we moan about. Mobility scooters and old people. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to head up the uh, national uh, call center for complaints about mobility scooters because it's all you ever talk about, Paul, honestly. <laughs> It is. You, uh, you should hear what he says on our WhatsApp chat. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be posted. Put it that way. It can't be posted. No. Can I? Can I just? Um, as we, you know, I feel we know each other a bit more now. I can just tell you a very, very quick story about what happened. Um, yeah, go on, mate. On Monday, um, we went to the dentist. Uh, my wife has had a, a tooth out. This is way before Christmas, and spent an absolute fortune on this thing. And it's fell out again. She had to go back to the dentist. When people come out from a dentist, they've normally had an injection and they talk funny, don't they? They can't quite talk. You know, all the words come out weird. Well, this hadn't actually happened. So my wife hadn't had an injection. She was just talking funny, which is even stranger. (laughs) So we went into a local uh, shop called Wilco's. Now, if if you're in the US, it's just a shop for poor people. That's all you need to know. Um... (laughs) And she asked for a, a lottery ticket, and we have a thing called a lucky dip. And this is what she said to the young guy, and I'm not joking. She just said, can I have a lucky dick for Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you should be so lucky. I could... <laughs> I'm not even that lucky. <laughs> he went the colour of her coat. She was wearing a bright. I, I said, "I'm so sorry." I said, "Look, if if you need counselling, I'll pay for it. I'm really sorry." <laughs> she looked at me. She goes, "What am I saying?" I said, "I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm lost." It just continued the rest of the day. I wouldn't have minded. She hadn't even had an injection. She was just talking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> How a far lucky dick for Wednesday. 
Well, Phil won't be mentioning that in Bible in Bible Bible readings tomorrow night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll tell you, you what. Know. I'm going to be welcome. I'm be bank- welcome to the UK, guys. Welcome to the UK. <laughs> By the way, Paul lives in Essex, which is nothing to do with the UK. <laughs> it's, it, we we've cornered it off with like the only way is Essex and reality TV stars are just over there hiding away. Yeah. God bless you, mate. I'm still waiting for it. It's Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) She told her friend she told her friend this tonight, who's recently separated. She said, I'd love a lucky dick. She's got a chance to be a fine thing. (laughs) (laughs) On that one, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Phil in. (laughs) How can you bring Phil on top of that one? How you doing, Phil? How do I no pressure Phil? Try and follow that. Try and follow that. You will be listening to this back on the Spotify Johnny Shields Welcome internet channel. Welcome to my world. Just shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. No one, this is why Paul and Specky don't do it live. <laughs> so much editing. So, um, so much editing. So much editing. We, 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 were, we were risque. Well, listen, Saviki's not on tonight. So, um, so yes, she uh, is. You know, She's uh, she's in the comments, bless her. God she, bless her. She's, she's in, in the comments. How you doing, Specky? She's still um she's still calling Specky Big Al. So it's uh it's it's all it's all it could go down here. So uh so Phil, getting back to the uh to the to the Chicago Auto Pros podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, so I, I want to talk to Jason about the Baines. Um, if, oh, if anyone yeah, well. doesn't know what that's about, go to the Hodgepodge Warehouse YouTube channel and uh, and check out that video. Great plug. But Put that down in the comment that, section. Yeah, <laughs> that is such an interesting idea because a couple of years ago, I thought of, about, I mean, no way would I have been able to do that because here it's so difficult to find space to do stuff like that. But I thought about like, oh, if we had a job where we could separate into different bays and have um at at the time i was thinking maybe not just detailers because maybe they would feel weird about it i don't know like how the dynamic would work out but have a detailer have like a dent guy have a tinter have all those things but they're each individual companies under one building just a crazy idea i thought of but when you mentioned the bays oh that's that is an interesting concept so how do you how do you see that working out and like what's your what's your plan for the bays um like most stuff i don't have a plan <laughs> but uh what the bays like are is... <laughs> <laughs> uh so the bays we bought a building and we're you know kind of fighting with the city right now to get permits to actually start building it we have two locations that we're doing here in chicago uh the other one is uh waiting for a permit to to actually open up it's it's ready to go but it's basically self-serve detailing bays you know um like a self-serve car wash but it's in a a dedicated detailing bay where you have a pressure washer you have accessibility to all the the products the machines um you know steamers whatnot and then we have a you know um we'll have a a detailer butler there you know kind of to help and facilitate and maybe even do some trainings uh the the the, the building that we have right now is going to be half warehouse. It's going to be half um, DIY bays. So uh, you can rent the bays by the hour. You can actually rent it by the half day or full day. So if you're a mobile detailer, I mean, here in Chicago, if you're part-time and uh, it's it's the middle of winter and you got somebody who wants to ceramic coat their car, you don't really have an option unless you have a heated garage and, and a drain in it and, and everything else. And there's not a lot of that here. So now you have an option. You can bring it to us and, and rent the bay for three days and have somewhere where you can complete that work. I think it's going to be great for mobile detailers, maybe part-time detailers who are just getting started. Like, hey, you want to test the business out? Why don't you rent a bay for a week and, and line up some customers and, and see if it's something you want to do? Or uh, who knows? Maybe it's some, you could rent it out for even longer. You know, what you're talking about, Phil, is almost like the um, their hairdresser model where you have, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have a, a salon and then you have chairs that you rent out. You know, so if you're a, a hairstylist, you rent out that chair and that, particular salon for yeah. however long they let you do it and yeah. and maybe you do different things but uh that could be an option it's also a training facility for um for detail wise too so that's that is just so cool so people will be able to like you said rent the equipment the pressure washers and we're not talking about yeah. like crappy equipment either we're talking about like some <laughs> yeah. of the best of the best you know yeah we're, we want to build out the bay 
Yeah, it's going to yeah. be like a, an awesome detail bay that you know we're going to have the lights and the and the floors and and the the cabinets and the the vacuums and the machines and everything that you would possibly need to be able to you know detail a car properly. That's so cool. That is just and such it, an awesome concept. Well, here, here's the concept of it. Here's the thing. I mean, obviously, we're going to have a retail store up front, you know, so you need the consumables. If you, if you come into um, a, a detail bay, you want to be able to, hey, did I forget a towel? Did I, oh, maybe I want to try polishing or a wax or a new ceramic coating or whatever you want to do. You're able to do that. Um, we're building this concept out in Chicago here, but really, uh, we want to be able to open it up to other people around the country. You know, it can it work in Florida? Can it work in Texas? Can it work in California? Wherever, um, you know, can it work in the UK? We want to be able to open it up to yeah. others around the country, and it's it's you know we want to be able to test it and do the business model and say, hey, this is this is what works, this is what doesn't, this is you know our, our system, uh, build the system out for it, uh, be able to go online and and to you know we have memberships that are we're, we're lining up and everything and and sponsorships with other companies and uh, what well, trainings will be involved in it. So it's just kind of this all-inclusive type of thing uh you know for to be able to do it so we're excited for it i, f- I find that fascinating uh jason that you've got involved and you've looked into that kind of is it something you do look at different business models is it something you, you're aware of or is it something you just it's 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 just something you can see as you go forwards um I don't know. I have a problem staying still. I think I get bored with the stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, what can Me we do too. next? <laughs> Me too. I can't stand with, I can't stand it. That's the one thing I've noticed is that I've learned about myself. Self-awareness is I like a lot of things spinning now all the time. Yeah. I can't do one thing. I can't focus on one thing. I've got like, I've got, an, I've got a shop I've building at the moment. I've got the, the YouTube yeah. channel. I've got the mentoring I'm doing online. I've got the podcast I'm doing. I, I'm literally spreading myself everywhere. And I find that, if you're a creative person, you definitely strike me as that kind of person. Um, it's sort of in, it's 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 kind of like natural progression, isn't it? It's like where do I go yeah. next? Where do well, I go kind next? of, but it's also a problem too because I think if if you're like me and and Johnny, it's it's you have these opportunities that come available, and it's hard to say no. And yeah. uh, that that can be a problem too. I think the, 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 the more you elevate, you ele- people elevate around you and you actually get into different circles and have conversations with people where things inspire you from different situations. You know, it, it, it's a fascinating thing. But talk about the hairdresser business model. It's been around for so long now. And it's been, and there's, it's actually exhausted. But in detailing, you know, spoiler alert, as, as Paul would normally say, is um, I do believe that that could be the next thing for detailing. I, I, I'm so passionate about, customer service and talk about renting those bays out i don't know if any any of the guys in the in the, in the co-hosts have seen this place in germany that literally do twenty thousand cars a day washing them and actually wow. have a drive-through thing we literally will kill your car <laughs> as we all know as we all promote safe washing um but downstairs you have have the opportunity to put your own wax on hoover your own car bash out your own mats so you know, they do these massive amount of cars, but to reduce, to, to try and cater for everyone, it was fascinating. I saw it and I was like, geez, man. You know, That's first awesome. of all, I was watching it going, what the hell? But just the IBCs they've got, the huge IBCs with the liquids and how they spread it on and trying to promote, um, they're trying to promote safe washing techniques. They're trying to have contactless washes, if that makes sense. And I've seen, I've done some um, mentoring with the local car wash about swapping out from, I actually helped them train and re- redesign their business where it was about adding more contactless because I do see with detailing as it's coming in, there's definitely a bigger market for for detailing coming in now. And um, you know, it it's 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 like I said, what you're talking about is people want to get involved. People wanna people wanna get involved. And we forget sometimes how meditative detailing is for different people, you know, where it's helped my mental health. You know, I know Paul. Paul's itching to get out and wash his new car. I know that Specky's had COVID. God bless him. And he, we're lucky yeah, that time. you know Specky's Specky's back to health now. And you know, we all feel very stressed when we're not creating content. I know Phil. When I talk to Phil, you know, he just loves giving back to the community. He just loves investing in people. And you know, I kind of like that's why I was so excited about getting all of us on because I do believe, like you know, it's it's as a YouTuber. Do you feel a, a slight responsibility? And I know what you said about um, your your staff as well, which I can't 
tell you how amazing that is that you love seeing them succeed. I just people just so get so frustrated when people. I love to just help other people. I just want to see them win. I was brought up in a, in a model where you you elevate someone through your business and then you go on and let them fly and then you go and clap them as they leave. You say, "Well done," you know. I'm 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 going to support you even more on the outside if that makes sense. And I think, like I said, be your YouTube channel. What you're doing, you're reaching out to. I mean, 25 million views, 180,000 subscribers. You know, you really are right now. You know, we know Larry has done so much in the past for detail and present, by the way. He still continues to do stuff. But I do believe, Jason, that you are really taking the mantle right now and elevating this industry because of what you're doing with the content out there. I'm not trying to blow smoke up you. I'm just trying to say that your content is varied. It's it's a detail here. It's PPF. Your shop is gigantic. so it's, I'm just fascinated as a fan to see how your business, how, we're watching, we're following, we're watching. <laughs> Does that make sense? We're watching yeah. because uh, for me on my, for me in the hairdressing industry, I'm watching something that's already been done and I understand how you're doing it. But I'm fascinated to see other people and how they're watching who've never done anything else in their life. They've never done hairdressing, never done anything else. And I'm fascinated to see how you, how that steers into our industry because if it follows the same path as hairdressing i can't wait for 20 years down the line where we're all sat here going we did something good for telling everyone free advice online we did something good for sharing the education we did something good about reviewing products and giving them value for money um so i went on a big i went on a big rant there guys i get very passionate <laughs> about these things but um you know it's it is it is fascinating we're, we're very very blessed to have you in your position right now doing these different things. So well, cheers, man. I appreciate it. all the kind words. Thank you. So um, I'm going to squeeze in here with a question. I've got yeah, a couple get of questions. Get in there, Specky. I've, I've been watching some, some of the videos um, and catching up on a few of them. I, I've subscribed for quite some time, but um, I, I had a question. I watched a video today. It's, it's been a wee while since I've been uh, having a chance to catch up. You recently had Alan Medcraft, our good friend, Alan Medcraft from AM Details across with you. Um, how much damage was actually done when he shot your car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Alan. Oh, it was a pretty good day. Well played. Well played. Yeah. Did, did you notice he actually turned American when he was reacting? He went, oh my God, I shot your car. Yeah, he did turn American. He did. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> when did he turn American? How did Scottish turn American in, this, in a heartbeat? I felt I so that. bad. I burst out laughing. I could not stop laughing for five minutes. And I thought, no, like, that's the kind of thing I would do. And then Alan did it, and his face was a picture. Uh, I'm just happy we got it on camera. That was worth it right there. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was gold. Did it, gold. Did, it bre- did it break the paint, though? Yeah, it did. Oh, no. Oh. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Little touch up. It's fine. Put film over it. Nobody <laughs> did. Did you send him a big bill? He did say he'd get no, a big bill. He did not get a bill. <laughs> he got, he got oh. some free products. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had to stock some for free. That was the deal. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and also, more recently on, on, I think it's your latest video about the Gion video that you that Gion didn't want people to see. How's your relationship with them? Has there been anything more with that? And also, have you had any other situations where you've perhaps put out content or considered to put out content and the company has said we don't like it yeah oh yeah well that's the risk that um that i'm i'm going with to be authentic and put stuff out there uh no they the gian hasn't called me or done anything and i'm fine with that i don't really care um there's lots of brands out there. I want to be real. You know, there's a, there's another video that I want to do, uh, five products that you shouldn't waste your money on. And I have them all lined up and and this is, and this is tough because I get, I've done other videos. Uh, I've done the F11 video. Nobody reached out to me for that, but I did a, um, detail guards. They have this pad washer thing that I just didn't think it was, it was good. Like I, um, I think there's better ways to wash a pad and I just want to be true and honest. And, and I guess, um, you know, this is tough because I'm not trying to put anybody down or try to destroy anybody's business. We're all just people here. But, you know, this is uh, 
I'm thinking of it from the consumer side. Like maybe you shouldn't buy this because this product sucks. Don't waste your money on it. Um, yeah. And it is what it is. Every This is a free market here. You're able to put out whatever you want and and do your own testing. If you've done your own testing and the product doesn't work and, and it opens you up for um, opinions and I'm just giving my opinion and, and it is what it is and I can't let it bother me. Uh, it bothers me a little bit. I want everybody to like me. I don't want to bash anybody, but um, I guess it is what it is. But I think there's, there's something to be said. Yeah, there's something to be yeah. said about someone who who sticks to their guns, who sticks to their yeah. their that keeps their moral compass straight and says I'm not going to pander to something. And and I know that certainly that's what Paul agrees with me here is that we've always 100%. wanted to whenever we're putting out videos about products, we've got to say what's honest and true about what's going on because people will see through it very very quickly if you are yeah. lying about it, if you are just trying to keep the company sweet. Because other people will take your word for for what it is. They'll take it at face value and say, hey, you say it's good. I'm going to go try it. And then if they come back and then go straight into your comments and say, you're lying, I've tried it, and it's balls, yeah. then you know, you're know you very, very quickly going to lose the trust of all the people who have put in that that belief into you. So to, to stick yeah. to your guns and say, no. And we're I not really perfect either. We're not perfect. You know, we're, you know, I, this is, uh, I see my channel as a documentary type of thing, you know, where I'm, I'm just sharing what I'm going through with products and, and I want to share, um, the most information that I can with these products. And, um, maybe it's not always right. Maybe you, you, you put a, a, a coating on wrong or you do something wrong, but, um, that's real life. You know, like we're all human. We're going to get this. We're going to read the directions to our best of, uh, of our ability, but maybe we use it wrong. And maybe that's a part of the video sometimes is, hey, you use that wrong, you asshole. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, you shouldn't do that way. And, and this is why I had that problem. And, um, you know, so I just want to share everything is possible. And it, it is, it, it, there is some stress that comes with doing something and, and people don't like it. And you have a company calling you. Um, I worry about it a little bit. Um, I don't like it. Uh, again, it's, I'm not trying to destroy anybody's product or destroy anybody's career, but, um, uh, you know, I don't go out there looking to do bashing videos. It's not what it's all about. Um, but you know, like this video, like I'll, I'll ask you guys, like I have five products lined up that I don't think people should be buying. And, and one of the products is a, a good friend. Like he's like, it's not Alan, by the way. <laughs> um, but it's another company that have all your there's products a product unstopped. that I don't like. And, but he, he's, I, I don't want to like hurt his feelings, but, but I don't know what to do. Like I, should I do, I've, I've literally been debating whether I do this video or not. Um, do I do these, you know, cause I'm going to get an email. I'm going to get a phone call and, and maybe I just don't do it just because I don't really want to deal with the stress. But what do you think? So can, <laughs> I, can I just jump in? But I don't, I don't know if this affects you, Phil. It's certainly me and Specky, when we've done videos in the past, sometimes we get no response. And that can be worse because you, you don't know if the, the, the guys, the brand has enjoyed the video or they've, they've agreed with what you've done. And it might be they just want airtime um because of the, yeah. the size of the channel or whatever and that can be quite hurtful sometimes because you think well, hang on i've just spent like you know a day filming another day editing you know i've put the music on and pushed it out there i've pushed it on instagram pushed it on facebook or whatever and that can be equally distressing but i know exactly what you mean with, with brands i'm pretty much known for my kind of bluntness i suppose but i will explain why i didn't get on with the product and I think yeah. they it is important for the consumers because I get DMs all the time. Paul, heads up, thanks so much. I've bought this stuff from XYZ. It was brilliant. Thank you. My yeah. job is done. And I think that's but really important. And guys will look to you because you're because you're a big channel. Yeah, and this is um it's funny. So this is what I was thinking about this morning. A lot of car reviewers like bash cars, you know, like if there's a new car that comes out and they don't yeah, like yeah. something, they I get do, yeah. like nasty with it. Mm. And they're not concerned mm. like with what the designer thinks or the you know, the the staff thinks. They're like this is what I think. I think this is a piece of shit whatever it is. But yeah. you know, the detailing industry there's it's so small and you actually have to look at some of these people when you go to these industry events and stuff. <laughs> look with the eyes. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to look at that guy in the eye, so maybe I should just calm it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the same thing. I released a video today, and I know I'm going to get an email from this. It's an overseas company that's selling a pressure washer, a dime a dozen. But, you know, they they were trying to force me to 
say something and to you know give them the video to to look it over before I publish it. They're not paying me. It's not sponsored. It's like they don't have any power to do that. But then again, I I didn't bash the product. I didn't bash them. I just said, you know, I stand my ground. But I didn't really have anything necessarily negative or nasty to say. It's just pros and cons. So I I leave up the uh, the videos like that um, to pros and cons, and not necessarily like I don't like it, you know, and, yeah. and suggest that nobody else get it because. Uh, this is a good example. Um, Alan's hybrid sealant yeah. is his ceramic sealant. Um, when I first got it, it, it was very, very smeary. And I know people are going to have problems with that over here in our demographic. Mm. But there's a solution to it, which we figured out. And I'm like, oh, now now it's fun. But I've had other people say, I don't, I didn't like that product. Same with the hybrid solutions products because they didn't really know how to work with it. You know, maybe it's not as easy as other spray-on products. but yeah. You, you problem solve, you figure it out, and then you're like, oh, the product is good. It's just a certain application method. So it, it's like those types of things can be very subjective, and people can either hate it right away because they didn't do it correctly, and then they, they bash the product, when all it takes is just like a little bit of uh, switching things around, or it's just personal choice, or just pros and cons. So it's like, I say, I like to do those types of videos and at least show pros and cons. Say, I like this about it, but yeah. I don't like this about it. Maybe later on, I'll figure out how to use it or find a tweak to, to make it work for me. That way, it's like it's giving the company actually information to go by also to be like, oh, maybe that is a weird issue. Let's, let's go back and fix that. I think yeah, also, I mean, back of that, I think that's really important that you at least have an open mind about that kind of issue. If you have a situation where it didn't work for you, but you had to find a workaround, you could be the kind of person to say, I had to find a workaround. That's a bad thing. It should just work. But you could, you know, that's the glass half empty perspective. And then mm -hmm. the glass half full is, it didn't work for me like this, but then I did this and it worked great. And it's actually really good. And that's just something to keep in mind. So there's always yeah. a spin you can put on something. When it comes to your opinion on products, there's always a spin there's always a little bit of bias and it depends on the type of mood you're in. I know in the past I've looked at products and I've said, this doesn't work for me. And I maybe look back at the video and think to myself, could I have done that differently? It's entirely possible. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you're the kind of person to be open to that, then you're going to see yourself go a lot further. You know, you're going to get a lot more respect because at least although you didn't agree with it, you found a solution around it. And some people could say that's, that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely think like you know all these things when it comes to detailing, and I'm I'm feeling so guilty now for the uh, for the guys in the comment section because we're gonna run, we're gonna run out of time um, to get your questions in, but we'll try and get a couple of questions in a second. But I think that, <clears throat> to just to just to round that off is the one thing about detailing is, is true is it's about the variables, and that's the probably the biggest word you could probably put onto detailing is variables. The variables when it comes to hand speed, when it comes to polishing, the environment you're working in, and one guy lives in one side of the, on one side of the planet to the other. The time of day you apply a product, they, you know, is it in shade? Is it in daylight? You know, all these things. You know, when we're doing our product reviews, when we're doing our content, it's really important that we document and try and document the exact environment and procedures we're in because it gives a good feedback. And like I said, it's it's an open mind. We have to be careful that we don't, as creators, try and steer people away from a product brand or steer them towards another product brand and try and give a, a an honest opinion. And going back to what Jason said about the content when it comes to like Top Gear and Fast Car and all these kind of shows that do the stuff, there's a reason why they do it that way is because you're seeing a million-dollar car getting ripped to pieces and it, it creates views, right? And sometimes... You know, when it comes to YouTube, to build your channel, you have to say things or put a title up that encapsulates the audience to get them to watch. I mean, when Jason put up about the Geo thing, I was like, a, <laughs> what's he going to say? You know, like, what's he going to say? I'm all over it. Oh, got to ask me about that tonight. Well, we got to find out. That's That sadly is the way we live. But also the, the fact is what I love about what Jason does on that thing about don't buy a ceramic coating. It's probably one of your biggest videos, isn't it? reason why yeah. not to buy a ceramic coating right there's a reason why not to buy it and i think these are the kind of things it's that's the cleverness of your content jason it's about getting you involved um and understanding that you're 
you're you're just walking that tightrope. It's like when Paul does his uh, Scandinavian wheelbrush method. It's uh, there's, a, there's always a fine line between. Uh, talk, talk about How it. I talk about it. But Can't um, talk about it. As as creators, is you have to walk the line. You have to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. You know, we all want to be factually correct. Do you know what I mean? We want to be factually yeah. correct. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? We can play with the parameters when it comes to stuff and products of this and this. You know, we do see a lot of YouTubers sometimes saying something about another YouTuber or doing certain things and it's all about another channel just to create views. And it, it, there is that kind of thing with content. You have to walk a tight line. But I think, you know, it's a difficult line to walk, but it is variables. The thing, the reason is we could do 15 shows just on the variables. Do you know what I mean? About a specific type of thing. And I think that's what makes our content and the detailing content super interesting. And uh, on that one, guys, I would love to get the questions in, but we could talk for hours on here. Like, and I'm, I'm glad and I'm very... Well because I, I just saw Paul looking over his shoulder. He was about to... I know, Paul Paul is ready to get up and walk out. So um, <laughs> you know, He was looking at the wheel brushes. He was about to do it. <laughs> so what, 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 I will, what I will do is, I will say this, I would love to have Jason back on again. If you guys love this podcast, if you guys love this video, please, please, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button on all the channels. They'll all be on the description. And listen, we, we really enjoy talking about detail. We could sit here for hours just chewing the fat, but we do know that we are going to leave it open for a, for a sequel. So hopefully I can get, I can pull Jason's arm and we can get him on again and do this again. So if you guys really like this, let us know down in the comment section if you want to see this again, because I think we could talk more on specific topics. I think we're all, we're all on here, all, all five of us, all love giving back to the detailing community and all trying to provide content for you guys to learn and listen to. And we're all going to have five different opinions as well. So it's going to be actually interesting. So guys, thanks so much to Jason for joining us tonight. I really, really appreciate it. I know he's got to go back to work. Thanks to Paul Dolden, the big man, Phil, the nicest guy in, in detailing and also, and Specky. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! That's, that's just, that's just. <laughs> come on, man! Wow. Come on! Come on, Johnny. We can give it. Give me. We can give me an anchor man. Give me an anchor man. Literally, give me a Ron I'm, Burgundy. Give I'm Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. That's exactly what I was waiting for. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. Let's like thank. <laughs> let's like thanking a super group for playing at Wembley and then thanking Dave, the bloke that plugs the speakers in at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember oh, that in the podcast, oh, Sunshine. What's I'm that? Paul's listen. microphone isn't working. Well, that's yes, a shame, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jason, so thank listen. you so much for coming on. We appreciate yeah. your time. You. It's been thank awesome. You, this was Absolute fun. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sign us thank all you, off. Phil. Sign us all off. And uh listen, guys, and again, thanks to Phil. Thanks to everyone on the on the podcast. Thanks for thanks joining us. in. And we'll see you in the next video. <laughs>